Previously, previously, previously. On WIA National News. Last week on this WIA News presented by CRARC members, mention was made of how lucky we were in VK not to have had problems with intruders as none had been reported to WIA News since the days of VK4DU heading up the Intruder Watch program. Well, John, VK4TJ sure started the ball rolling with his Intruder Watch contacts and sent in a massive listing. As John said, and I quote, Yes, it would be lovely to think that the reason we never hear of intruders on the WIA national news is because there are none. Sadly, intruders are so persuasive, so commonplace, that the IW chairman and I don't think of them as newsworthy anymore. There are lots of perfectly acceptable self-centred reasons for being a member of an amateur radio club and a load of other reasons to be part of a sharing community. So if you've previously not considered joining a club or you've fallen away from club membership and wondering why your amateur radio life has dulled down, stop a while and consider or reconsider your local clubs. The Wireless Institute of Australia gives direct support to amateur radio clubs... President Greg, VK2GPK, took over the reins of AR Publication Group and did an excellent job in production of the subsequent editions of AR Magazine, including the January and February edition 2020. The board of the WIA will provide members with a weekly progress report on this news broadcast service until editions 2 and 3 of 2020 are in the hands of our members. As a result of our recent call for volunteers to join the AR Publications Group, the board of the WIA are pleased to announce the appointment of an editor-in-chief, well-known and long-time member of the WIA, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. And back to the present with WIA and the National News Service. I'm Graham VK4 Baker Baker. This is the news for July 12, 2020. Publicity can be magical, and when it comes to ham radio, it's great magic. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us how one amateur in the United Kingdom used newspaper publicity to boost ham radio's profile during Rona. Phil, G4OBK, lives in the north of England, out in a country area, and he contacted the Rydale Gazette Herald and let them know about what radio amateurs are doing during the COVID-19 lockdown, giving them as reference an article from the National Society, the RSGB, but also offered to add to it with local content. The newspaper jumped to the offer and the results can be seen at the newspaper reference given in our newscast notes on our website. Perhaps a benefit from the publicity may be an easier time for amateurs in the area applying for planning permission for new antenna masts when the community understands more what amateur radio is. Here in VK, a great offer was made to the board of the WIA by owner-operator of 4KZ in North Queensland, Al Curtin, VK4FFKZ. Al has offered free time on air on his radio stations to run adverts for the WIA and ham radio. 
Another great idea, which was first muted about 15 to 20 years ago, is that those responsible for advertising sales in AR magazine look closer to home for clients rather than trying the half-dozen or so radio-related clients. In other words, look at the target market of our demographic and what we hams are interested in. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia's national news service. Not just what happens, but what matters. Good morning, listeners. This is WIA Secretary Peter, VK8ZZ. The annual general meeting of the Wireless Institute of Australia was to have been held in Hobart, Tasmania, on the 10th of May 2020. However, government restrictions on travel and accommodation due to COVID-19 meant that the AGM was postponed to a date to be determined. The postponed 2020 annual general meeting of the Wireless Institute will now be held at the National Office on Saturday, the 25th of July 2020, commencing at 10am. However, due to new COVID-19 restrictions in Victoria, members' attendance in person will not be possible. The Australian Securities and Investments Commission has agreed that a hybrid meeting may be held. To vote at the meeting, members must submit a proxy form. Proxy forms have always allowed voting to be predetermined by the member. That is why we have included all of the proposed motions to be presented at the AGM on that proxy form. Submission of a proxy form will be the only way to vote, so please complete and submit the proxy form. The agenda and proxy form have been sent out to all financial members. They are also available to download from the WIA website. The Constitution states that proxy forms need to be lodged at least 24 hours prior to the start of the AGM. Your completed proxy forms can be posted, emailed or faxed to the National Office. The audited financial statements, including the Director's Report, are also available to view or download on the WIA website. The minutes of the 2019 Annual General Meeting, which was held in Sydney, are available on the website, as is a video of the AGM that was held in Sydney. Please contact myself or the National Office if you have any difficulty reading or downloading any of these documents. 7-3. This has been Peter, VK8ZZ. Hi, I'm Phil, VK2CPR. Each year ACMA publishes its plans to manage the radio frequency spectrum. The five-year spectrum outlook, the FYSO, describes ACMA's priorities for the next five years and a detailed work plan for the coming year. The WIA Spectrum Committee has submitted its response to ACMA's five-year spectrum outlook and following is a precy of the submission. Band allocations. Uh, the 3.3 to 3.4 gigahertz segment has significant amateur interest and activity and it can share with the incumbent commercial services. The WIA wishes to retain amateur access to this band. 2.3 to 2.302 GHz segment is still in use by amateur operators in Australia, in particular for international EME communications. The WIA will make a submission covering this band when the ACMA commences consultation on the issue. Regarding the 47.2 to 48.2 GHz segment, the WIA requests that any future arrangements for the band ensure that any spurious out-of-band emissions from devices operating in the 47.2 to 48.2 gigahertz section do not impact on the primary amateur allocation in the 47 to 47.2 gigahertz band. 
The WIA has significant concerns about the possible use of 435 to 438 megahertz frequency band by satellites uh, which are not operating under the conditions of the amateur service. The WIA is keen to contribute to two discussions on the issue of potential changes to the existing regulatory environment. There are global concerns about the issue and the International Amateur Radio Union is involved in discussions with national amateur radio societies to resolve some of the emerging problems. The WIA commissioned a poll to collect the views of Australian amateurs regarding the amateur use of the 5351.5 to the 5366.5 frequency band. The majority of responses favoured option two, the non-interference option, with the top 1.5k of the band fenced off for a commercial user. The WIA supports an amateur allocation in this band and a separate submission to the consultation was sent basically stating that we support option two. The WIA is committed to ensuring that the syllabus, training and examination systems remain fit for purpose and provide an accessible and affordable entry into amateur radio for interested people. The WIA is very concerned at the apparent large drop in numbers of people passing through the exam service since the change of provider. The WIA requests that the ACMA investigate this matter and we are prepared to work with them on developing solutions to this problem. The WIA is keen to ensure the continued regulatory visibility of the amateur service. We will provide input during the proposed consultation phase of the review of non-assigned amateur and outpost licensing arrangements. The WIA believes that the removal of individual licences will create future compliance issues in Australia and also limit the ability of Australian amateurs to take out foreign amateur licences when travelling to another country. The issue of electromagnetic compatibility and interference from a variety of different devices continues to cause problems for many amateur operators and the WIA welcomes the audit process, which it hopes will reduce the issue of non-compliant devices which have a potential to cause harmful interference to all users of the amateur radio frequency spectrum. More generally, the WIA hopes that greater attention will be placed on the prevention of and mitigation of interference from electronic devices and systems, including the emerging problem of harmful interference to the high-frequency bands from some VDSL installations, online photovoltaic battery storage installations, lead lighting and air conditioner inverters. In addition, the WIA uh, will make further submissions on the following matters. Uh, we have flagged interest in an allocation on the 70 MHz band and we're still committed to pursuing a revised call sign structure. So that's it for me. Cheers and 73s. This is Phil, VK2CPR. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We start this week with news from India. Since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, ham radio operators' roles have been evolving in India. Hams have helped distribute food where it was needed and have helped direct airport and rail travellers who've required quarantine. 
Now, hams are being dispatched to monitor individuals who must comply with home quarantine. Amateur radio operators throughout Bengaluru have joined a volunteer task force to ensure that proper protocol is maintained for persons who are mandated to stay home. To the United Kingdom, big radio switch-off is delayed until 2032. AM and FM stations will be available on old devices for another decade as switchover from analogue to digital is put off until 2032 in the UK. Radio fans will be able to carry on listening to FM and AM radio stations on older devices in cars and at home until 2032, ministers announced last week, and new legislation will mean another delay in scrapping the analogue signal. Media regulator Ofcom will renew all commercial analogue licences which had been due to expire in 2022. Nearly 60% of all radio listening in the UK is now done through digital, but Analog still has a loyal listenership of millions who tune into FM and AM. IRTS awards service to the Society or to Amateur Radio 2020. At each AGM, the Society recognises individuals and clubs who give outstanding service to the Society or Amateur Radio. The President's Cup was awarded to Dave Dean, Echo India 9 Fox Bravo Bravo, for his achievements in DXing and de-expeditioning for his leadership role in the EIDX group and his service as a DXCC card checker. The Arab Cup goes to Michael Fertig, Echo India 3 Golf Yankee Bravo, for his excellent work for the IARU monitoring service. Michael monitors our bands for intruders and reports monthly to the Region 1 IARUMS. The Sheila Piper Cup goes to Steve Wright, Echo India 5 Delta Delta, for his continuing work in producing the monthly IRTS publication, the online Echo India News. To Canada now, the Radio Amateurs of Canada have announced a great service to its members, a new benefit to affiliated clubs, the ability to host your club's website on the RAC server. Depending on how you choose to set up your domain in some cases, there will be no cost for this new service. In the United States, AMSAT responds to allegations of unauthorised legal expenses. Clayton Coleman, president of the Radio Amateur Satellite Corporation, or AMSAT, has been made aware of public comments alleging financial mismanagement in the form of unauthorised legal expenditures. AMSAT takes these allegations very seriously and, in full disclosure, has investigated these claims for many months. AMSAT's corporate records give a full accounting of all expenditures and are provided to its directors upon request, in compliance with the governing documents and the law of the District of Columbia. Furthermore, AMSAT complies with IRS rules disclosure of public financial documents. AMSAT vehemently denies false allegations alleging unauthorised expenditures. For WIA National News, in Sydney I'm Jason, VK2LAW. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. FDA, DMC and Abyss for Activity Days. Several special event stations are on the air right now during the FTA DMC Activity Days, all July. And all stations are using the FTDMC or FTDM suffix and head down and listen for ZL6 FTDMC. I'll have more on this event in just a tick. Trans-Tasman Band Contest. Next contest, next weekend, 17 July. Greetings all, this is Alan, VK4 Sierra November, the Trans-Tasman Contest Manager. 
Next Saturday night, the 18th of July, at 0800 Zulu, is the kick-off time for the Trans-Tasman Contest. Amateurs in VK and ZL will endeavour to contact other amateurs in VK and ZL. This contest is made up of three individual two-hour blocks, and operators are able to work a station once per band and mode in every block. Contacts can be made on 160, 80 and 40 metres in SSB, CW or digital. In this contest, digital is restricted to RITI or PSK only. Operation of SSB voice stations in the 80 metre digital section, 3570 to 3600, is not in the spirit of the contest. This contest caters for single and multi-operator stations. For multi-op stations, please refer to current state COVID-19 guidelines. Logs are due within one week of the closure of the contest. You can submit logs via https colon forward slash forward slash www.vklogchecker.com. Logs must be in Cabrillo 3 format, which is simple because that's the file produced by VKCL and N1MM loggers. Please refer to full rules on the WA website. Good luck and hope to hear you all on air. 73s, this is Alan, VK4, Sierra November. Our dear Remembrance Day contest will be August 15, 16. The 40th Alara Contest will be on again on the last weekend of August, that is Saturday 29th and Sunday 30th. Starting time is 0600 hours UTC, finishing 24 hours later at 0559 UTC. This year we've seen droughts, floods, fires and a pandemic. So girls, let's make 2020 the best Alara Contest ever. Oh, and as an aside, this WIA news service will be hosted by Alara on August 23. Oceania Contest, Saturday October 3 to Sunday October 4, Voice and CW. Saturday, October 10 to Sunday, October 11. CQ Worldwide DXSSB, October 24, 25. CQ Worldwide DXCW, November 28, 29. December 6 to 8, 160 m worldwide. December 14, 15, 10 meters worldwide. All major Australian contests, rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. Now the DX window. Australia. Members of the Wireless Institute of Australia are QRV with special call VI-110-WIA until the end of 2020 to celebrate our 110th anniversary, in fact the world's oldest amateur radio society. Activities on the HF bands in QSL is via LOTW. Monaco Operation NEA was activated as 3A-IW1-RBI from Monaco until July 19 on 36 metres using SSB and FT8. QSL Boris home call sign IW1RBI or LOTW. Around the world they chirp, all joining for the third anniversary of the FTA Digital Mode Club. Here down under we mentioned New Zealand Special Event Station ZL6FTDMC, which is on the air until July 31. Even more countries join in on celebrations. Kuwait 9K, United Arab Emirates A6, Bahrain A9, Lebanon OD and Egypt, SU. Special event stations, 9K8 FTDMC, A60 FTDMC, OD5 FTDMC, SU8 FTDMC, and A91 FTDMC are QRV until July 31 to celebrate the third anniversary of the FT8 Digital Mode Club. QSL via operator's instructions. Larry is QRV with special event call GB100GKU until July 28 to commemorate the 100th anniversary of the long-range maritime radio service in the United Kingdom. Activities on CW on the HF bands. QSL via Bureau. Just repeating. John Drew, VK5DJ, repeater coordinator for SERG, 
says the South East Radio Group intend to activate CTCSS on the VK5 RMG repeater near Mount Gambia on October the 1st. The club have been encountering some interference problems and that three months notice is being provided to allow time for members to adjust their radios. The CTCSS tone is 91.5 Hz. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, I'm Bruce, VK3FFF from sunny Bendigo. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, ATV, where every pixel tells a story. Commemorative SSTV Transmissions. On July 18th, 2020, the Secunda Amateur Radio Club will commemorate the SAL's 95 years of existence. Starting at 200 hours UTC on Saturday 18th of July 2020 until 200 hours UTC on Sunday 19th of July 2020, the club, using the ZS95SARL call sign, will be transmitting a series of images in SSTVB W8 mode via the Leo FM satellites, i.e., SO50, AO91, AO92 and PO101. All received images can be emailed to secradio at jenny.co.za. They will upload them to their website. By all the good press these past months, it's easy to see that the SAL is playing a huge role in keeping the hobby alive in these very uncertain times. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. 11-year-old passes Morse test. Morse code received a boost from the younger generation when 11-year-old Ryan Morrison from Dublin took and passed his Morse code test. Conducting the test were IRTS Chief Morse Tester Dave Moore, EI4BZ, and Jerry Kale, EI6BT. Ryan was delighted to pass the Morse test after practising for five months at 20 minutes per day. Next, he is off to the pub. Ryan is looking forward to sitting the radio theory test on the 25th of July in the Maldron Hotel, and we wish him every success. Worldwide Special Interest Group Maritime Annual KPH Night of Nights has been cancelled. The Maritime Radio Historical Society and the National Park Service have announced that the annual KPH Night of Nights has been cancelled due to COVID-19 precautions. This would have been the 21st such event, which commemorates what is believed to be the last commercial Morse transmission in the USA. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Rescue Radio the Maritime Mobile Service Net on 14.300 MHz came to the assistance of a sailing vessel on June 25th. MMSN control operator Stephen K9UA took a call on 20 metres from Ian KB4SG, the skipper of the Mystic Lady, then some 40 miles east of Florida. 
KB4SG reported that his engine had failed as he was attempting to return to his home port of Stewart, Florida. He not only had insufficient wind, but a strong current was carrying the vessel out to sea. Cummings had been unable to reach any station via his VHF marine radio since he was too far from the coast. Assisting in the call was Robert Winhoff, K5HUT, also an MMSN net control operator. The Pacific Seafarers Net, which monitors 14.300 MHz from the west coast after the MMSN secures at 200 hours UTC, kept in touch with the Mystic Lady into the night while it was under tow. The tired, grateful captain later messaged the net these words. A million thanks to everyone last night who helped rescue us on 14.300. Everyone chipped in as we drifted north in the Gulf Stream, 60 miles headed to a lee shore. The MMSN net control and several others stayed with us for hours, phoned people and were immensely helpful. The situation on board was dangerous. We are now safely under tow home. You folks are amazing. In operation since 1968, the MMSN monitors 14.300 MHz 70 hours a week to assist vessels and others in need of assistance. Special interest groups, summits on the air. Sota enthusiasm reaches new heights in Europe. What happens when a good idea for an activation just keeps growing and growing? Undeterred by COVID-19, that's what is happening in Europe among SOTA enthusiasts. This year's Austrian SOTA Activities Day is planned for September 19, and it's normally a radio event combined with a social event afterward. But with the COVID-19 safeguards in place, organisers are looking for a new way to gather safely in the beer garden outside the Gasthaus. Meanwhile, SOTA operators in Switzerland have become inspired by the SOTA Day announcement by Martin OE5REO. The Swiss Association Manager HB9BIN has suggested that operators there could hold a second activity day coinciding with the one in Austria. Now, SOTA organisations in other German-speaking countries are hoping to expand this yet further, garnering interest from Alpen countries such as France and Italy. Could this become the first Europe-wide event of its kind? One thing is for sure, on September 19th, the Alpen Hills will be alive with RF music. Special interest groups, VHF and above, record-breaking station upgrade. Upgrade of the D4 VHF station, VHF and microwave antenna systems on the Cape Verde Islands see some major changes to their antenna systems for 2 metres, 23 centimetres and 12 centimetres. For 144 MHz, they now have installed three crossed five-element Yagis stacked in a vertical configuration. These will be using right-hand circular polarisation, and it is hoped that they will be able to make more contacts as the signals will be less prone to fading. For the 23 centimetres and 13 centimetres microwave bands, they have installed a one-metre homemade dish 
They will be adding an elevation motor so that it can be used for moon bounce on 1296 MHz and 2300 MHz. They also have an 80-centimetre dish for accessing the QO100 satellite in geostationary orbit, 2.4 GHz up, 100 GHz down. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Alrighty, we're out of here now. I'm Graham VK4BB. One item on the social scene, it's coming up. Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club invites you to Amateur Radio and Emergency Communications. It's happening Friday, July 17 at 7.30pm. Now, don't despair, it's not those pesky VK3ers breaking out of their well-deserved lockdown. This is for Zoomers. Yes, by Zoom, it's a presentation by members of the Wireless Institute Civil Emergency Network, and Mark Hudson, VK3MDH, will provide an overview of WISEN and an insight into the future of amateur radio in emergency communications. VK3MDH is a specialist emergency responder dealing with dangerous goods and is currently studying a Bachelor of Emergency Management through Charles Sturt University. Weissen member Chris Morley, VK3CJK, will also talk about Exercise Magpie, a community and integrated emergency communications exercise held in conjunction with Latrobe City, Borbore Shire, Department of Health and Human Services and Weissen. In this action-packed Zoom get-together, John Morrissey, VK3ZRX, will then speak on the Weissen Special Communications Unit and the MCOMNET HF radio system. As I said, the presentation will be held Friday, July 17 at 7.30pm via Zoom. For the Zoom meeting details, email secretary at barrack.net.au. Barrack and the Weissen team look forward to seeing you on Friday evening and I look forward to meeting you next time we meet here with WIA National News. Until then, walk softly and particularly for our VK3 friends, stay super safe. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au. 